Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. In episode 94 of Holy Shenanigans podcast, Dancing with God is a reminder to show up as we are, where we are, and to stop looking back. Would you like to take a turn on the Holy Shenanigans dance floor? Let's go and try a new step forward. Swing your partner do si do. The sound of a bluegrass band wafted through the air as I wandered through a history fair on a beautiful Saturday morning. Yes, a history fair on a Saturday morning. Someone asked me, do you like bluegrass? Bluegrass? Oh, is that what this music is called? Indeed, it was. Before that Saturday elementary school field trip, I'd never heard of bluegrass before. I grew up in a home where music was ever-present, but bluegrass was new to me. It surprised me. I thought that country music was just not for me, and I had written it off. Until I heard the sound of this little band of friends playing period music for a history fair on a Saturday morning. As I listened to this live band play, it reminded me, in some ways, of R&B or blues or jazz for the movement of it, the collaborative nature It was alive in a way that I'd never experienced music before. Later on, I would find out that bluegrass's origins are said to be from Scotland and Ireland for the people of Celtic roots that settled in the Appalachian region of the U.S. This and the fact that a majority of my ancestors are from Welsh, Scottish, and Irish roots makes sense to why my ear liked bluegrass music. While the music was new to me that day, It felt somehow like home. Now being of Celtic descent, I know why. Somewhere in my family history, bluegrass was my music. Perhaps this is why I could not help but tap my foot in time to the band. 
This week's gospel reading comes from Luke 9 and tells a Jesus and disciple story of them being on the move, on the road, and looking for people and a place to pause and rest. The travelers keep coming up short for places and people to extend hospitality. At one stop, the disciples are so angry at the community for refusing hospitality, they ask Jesus to send fire from heaven and destroy the town. Jesus rebukes their anger and tells them it's time to keep on moving, looking, and hoping for some hospitality. Jesus meets a lot of people along the way that say they want to follow him, but first they need to do this or that. That while the adventure looks exciting and compelling on the outside, the reality that foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. This causes many potential followers to take pause or to flatly refuse to join Jesus on the road. This is part of the story where I hear Jesus' frustration. The lack of hospitality is wearing on the disciples. The lack of creature comforts and the challenge of this new kingdom of God on earth ministry. This is a difficult life to live. Then Jesus says, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. When I was younger, I used to read this scripture to mean, if you don't do this thing called following Jesus perfectly, then don't bother trying. Not that I'm a perfectionist or anything. But this isn't what Jesus is saying. He isn't calling followers to be perfect or to not want to experience hospitality or joy in their walk of following God. To better understand it, I needed a context correction to learn some practical perspective on the art of plowing a field. Think a moment about what would happen to a farmer plowing a field, trying to make nice, orderly, straight rows to plant seed for a crop. If the farmer who wants straight rows keeps turning and looking back, what happens to the rows? They would be curvy, loopy, unplantable patterns in the soil, impossible to water, weed, and nurture. With the help of this perspective, I hear Jesus' words of warning differently from the heavy dose of what I perceive to be, do it perfectly or not at all. This is not what Jesus ever says to his followers. What I understand Jesus to be saying now is something more like this. Don't make this journey harder than what it is. Keep focused on what you can till and plant. Know that it's not going to be easy, but there is an opportunity to grow something new here. Look forward. There is an opportunity for new life here. And so to Jesus that elsewhere says his burden is light, I ask them to help me hold the plow and not get all turned around. I ask them to go with me. I ask them in the middle of hurt and lack of welcome or hospitality to help me stay in the field or the road, to walk with me. And for the sake of love, dear heart, I ask these same traveling mercies for you too. Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, This time, like all times, is a very good one if we know what to do with it. 
I like this realistic optimism in his words. They remind me of Jesus saying, don't look back. They remind me of my unexpected introduction to bluegrass music. It was something old that was something new to me. It was different than what I expected. And it gave me joy at a history fair on a Saturday morning. And this fact has got to mean something good. This week's poem comes from a time in my life where I was looking for some rest, reassurance, and hope in a tumultuous season. At this time, I came across the image of Picasso's 1925 painting titled Three Dancers. This painting reminded me of the dance of God, that God in the Trinity is an expression of community, that God is on the move and with me in all movement and change. To be clear, the constant in life is change, so it should come as no surprise. In our humanness, we long for creature comforts, familiarity, and rows of soil in nice, tidy rows. It's more than okay to long for these things, but this week's lesson for me is a reminder to keep looking forward, to be hospitable and welcome change along for the journey. And even though I might be mixing my metaphors, be willing to join the spirit on the dance floor. Dancing with God. The invitation was extended so long ago, yet I linger in dark corners, counting the steps alone. One, two, three, stumble. One, two, trip. One, I quit. The light of your welcome lands me on where I stand. Frustration, idealism, maybe even some angst. All this illuminated for all to see. I blush. The heat of all my failed effort colors my face. You come to my corner, to the place I've wandered, taking the first step, reaching out to my sweaty hands, minding the tenderness of my heart and telling criticism to leave the dance floor. Let's try it again together you gently offer, opening your arms as a place of safety and refuge. Don't count, breathe, and follow me. You've got the steps memorized. You know the tune the band will play next. You make all your dance partners look graceful, beautiful, and radiant. You give all you are to the dance, so I can join without fear. Your invitation is extended each day and every moment. Help me to truly understand that you love to dance with me. Help me to know that I missed when I scatter to lonely and dark corners. Help me to see that the choreography is complete only when I stand next to you. You know the steps of every dance and all the parts of me by heart. Shall we dance? I think we shall. One polka, line dance, samba, waltz, and pop and lock at a time. Everyone is welcome to this dance floor. You, me, we. I'm your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. 
Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thank you to Ian Eastman for sound editing. Holy Shenanigans podcast is listener supported by way of www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Tara L. Eastman. This time, like all times, is a very good one if we know what to do with it. This time, I think it's time that we all dance. <laughs> <laughs>